Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. This is where every day you and I, we get together, we have a little bit of coffee, we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2022, Lord willing, I have no clue where we'll be. No, I think we'll finish First Thessalonians. Uh, we did not get nearly as far as we wanted to. We were supposed to get all the way through Philemon, uh, and then uh, schedule got messed up, and then I got sick, and then well, everything's out the window. So First Thessalonians is where we're at. We're at First Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning at verse 9. Why don't we pray, and we'll get into God's Word. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the blessing it is to get to come to your Word. Lord, we thank you for your rich grace, your abundant mercy, your unfailing love. Lord, we pray that you would please bless us. We pray that you would please teach us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 through 18. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do so toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia, but we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that you may walk properly towards those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Well, we need to ask ourselves, A, what is this about? B, what's the best verse to summarize this? And C, what are we called to do in response to this? There's lots that we are called to do, lots of commands here that God has given us. So let's go ahead and work through this together. Well, verses 9 through 12 really talks about how we're to live an orderly life. Right? What, what are we supposed to do as Christians? Well, concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, right? This sounds very First John-esque, right? A new command I give to you, yet it's not a new command, but an old command, right? Uh, that you're, you ought to love one another. Right? And they, he says, you've been doing this. And that whole area of Macedonia, uh, north of Greece, where Thessalonica is, he says, everybody there knows that y'all are great at doing this. You're great at loving others. But we urge you, brethren, to increase 
more and more, right? He wants them to abound in love. And what does it look like to abound in love? Well, let's look backwards and let's think about how they were just commanded to love purity, right? One of the best ways to love our brethren is to control ourselves and to make sure that we are honoring their marriages and honoring our marriage. But he also says uh, that you also aspire Right? And we, we all are supposed to have goals, right? Things that we are aspiring to, things that we want to do, who we want to become, and what type of impact we want to live. And here he says, here you need to aspire to live a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands as we commanded you, that you, are, that you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you may lack nothing live a quiet life mind your own business work with your hands sounds very much like ecclesiastes doesn't it the point is is that we're we're not supposed to be in everybody's business all the time but the reality is is that we're god's desire for us is to go back to genesis Go back to the creation mandate, to the dominion mandate, to go back to when he said, take, subdue the earth, right? Multiply it, right? We're we're supposed to make stuff. We're supposed to work with our hands. We're supposed to live quiet lives. This is one of the ways in which the early Christians found a great deal of respectability because of their work ethic, because they weren't busybodies going about everybody's business. You know, they weren't reading the latest Roman tabloid, trying to figure out the inquirer and who was married to who and what was going on and being worried about everybody else's affairs out there. Instead, they were worried about how do we live godly lives? How do I just work hard? You want to know one of the reasons why I think so many people love to romanticize about the Amish community? It's because they, they actually take this seriously. <laughs> just be quiet. Do your work. Now, I'm going to say romanticize because there's many problems within every Christian community and the Amish are just like every other Christian community in that sense. They have their own problems and their own rankuses and their own people who are causing division within their church and they get theological differences that we're not going to get into. I'm not going to pick on them, but I want to point out, though, that the rest of the world looks upon the Amish and many of the Mennonite communities and they go, I don't know, those people just work their tails off. Did you know the one of the groups that has the largest impact, one of the Christian groups that has the largest impact in North Korea? The Mennonites. Because they'll go in and they'll just work. And, and they'll just go, they'll go show love. I don't remember where I remember hearing that, but the, the point is, is that what we aspire to? To live quiet lives? To work with our hands? To not be busybodies? Good, good command. Right? It's not just advice. This is command from the Holy Spirit. Well, the second part here, verses 13 through 19, is also a command. What are we to believe and feel and hope in the face of death. See, Paul's writing in the first century, and he's been telling people that Jesus Christ was going to return again. So the question is, what happens when they die? 
And Jesus hasn't returned. What hope is there? Well, the hope is that there's going to be a resurrection from the dead. That those who have died in Christ will rise first. They get a front of the line pass. And so we don't need to be like the pagans who when their family members die, that we have no hope. I'm not saying that there's not a place for Christian grieving. You ought to grieve well as a Christian. That is not what this is saying, that we just, oh, let's just throw it into the life celebration party. And, and no, there's, there's a real grief that even Jesus wept when Lazarus died, knowing that he was going to raise him again from the dead. Yet he still wept. I think there's a place for Christian grieving. But it's not in a place that we go and there's a pit of despair that we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's at the end, other end of the tunnel. We don't know where, where they're going to end up. Here, what does he say? For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. When Jesus returns, they're going to rise again from the dead. And because of this, he says, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Their bodies are resting in the grave. But their souls are still, or their bodies are still united to Christ. Their souls are, have immediately passed into glory. Their bodies are just asleep, waiting for the day of resurrection, resting in the Lord, waiting for the day when there's going to be the trumpet blast, the voice of the archangel, when the dead will rise again and will be caught up in the air. That's what this is speaking about. Well, what's, what's the best verse to underline this? Well, I'm going to say verse 11 for the first part, that you may also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. I think that's uh, the verse I would underline for the first part. Uh, I also think that verses 13 and 14 is what I would underline in the second part. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring him those who fall asleep in Jesus. I think those are what this is getting at. So, see calling. What are we called to do? Well, what do you aspire to in your life? Do you aspire to live a quiet life? Do you work with your hands? What type of industry are you employed in? Whatever you find your hands to be doing, whatever work you might be doing, I don't know for you if it's intellectual work. I don't know if you're teaching children. I don't know, maybe for you it's that what you're doing is making furnaces or, or hauling rock or, or farming or, or whatever you might be working with your hands. Maybe you're a carpenter. Maybe you work on an assembly line. Maybe you're a law enforcement officer. Maybe your entire life is devoting to, devoted to making children meals. <laughs> you know, you're, you're a mother and it seems like all you do is work in the kitchen <laughs> and, and educate your children. 
do you do it unto the Lord? This is God's command for you. All work is noble. He wants you to work as unto him. It's a testimony to the world. Well, also, how do you grieve? Do you grieve in the pit of sorrow and despair where there seems to be no light, or do you cling to the resurrection? Do you hope in that great day of glory when Jesus Christ will come again? Maybe for some of you, maybe you've lost a loved one and you find yourself sometimes there. Would you remember that Jesus Christ is good? That he's going to keep his word and he's going to return? We might not see it in this life, but someday he's going to come again. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you have sent us your Holy Spirit to instruct us, to command us, and also to encourage us. Lord, we pray that we would be those who would be filled with hope and that we would be filled with love. Lord, please, would you watch over us this day? Give us good work to do. May we bring you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless you today. May you walk in the joy and peace that comes from resting in Jesus Christ alone. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural Southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.